Do you know the story about Oscar Wilde when he came to Oxford? Actually, no. I, I, I think it was while he was studying here, doing his collections. And um, I think he did mods and greats, which means that he has to do like ancient Greek and he does a bit of scripture and stuff. Well, <laughs> the scriptural passage that he was given was the crucifixion. And so he starts translating the crucifixion scene and uh, his Greek apparently was all right. And so they stopped him and said, oh, that's OK, we've heard enough. And uh, he said, no, please, I want to know how it finishes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, that's uh, there's, there's another story about Oscar Wilde that relates, I suppose, to, to our topic today, which is uh, when he says, forgive your enemies, nothing, nothing annoys them so much. Uh, <laughs> Nothing annoys them more than to forgive them. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Welcome to episode six of the Light from the Night podcast. My name's Daniel and your name is... Brother Thomas Therese, comma, OP. Uh, this is an episode about forgiveness. So we're going to be talking about what that means. Well, just mm. a few thoughts. Yeah, I actually, a lot of a lot of what I've got to say on today's episode is coming actually more from my personal experience and sort of things I've learnt through psychology and things uh, as much as theological and philosophical sort of opinions. So yeah, there'll be some some practical bits in there and some things that we've learned along the way. I mean, obviously it's a mandate uh, or the command to forgive is something that's very present in scripture. When people think about the moral teaching of scripture, very often they think of forgiveness and mercy as being essential, fundamental, non-negotiable elements of scripture. And that's that's very true, but we won't only be talking about the scriptural elements of forgiveness and the scriptural command to forgive, but we will also be talking a bit from our, our own personal experiences, maybe our struggles with forgiveness and things we've learned along the way. Will and, we? Yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe not too many personal stories giving too much away, but I mean, everything that I've got to say really has been sort of tried and tested in the in the field of my own experience. So yeah, I'm, hopefully I'm giving you something that works for me and uh, hopefully it works for you too. So Surely you don't have to forgive that much in the... <laughs> I've never context. needed I've never needed so much grace in all my life as when I became a religious. Well actually maybe it's more true to say I just realize more. Maybe it's more true to say I realize more. Um mm. I mean that being oh. said, you know, I have a lot less control over my life than before, which makes even small things more frustrating, you know? I don't choose what meal I eat in the evening, for example. If I'm feeling tired, I can't just leave it. You know, I've got duties and obligations and things that I have to do every single day. Um, as you know, lots of people, you know, people with families. As I say, stuff. lots of people, yeah. Yeah. Whereas before, you know, I could go to work, I could come home, I could switch off, I could do basically what I wanted. That's not true anymore. I get, I, I don't get so much time to do, to just do what I want, you know. A grace-filled life. Mm. Everything's a gift. In the words of Therese of Lisieux. <laughs> Everything, everything is grace. Everything's grace. Maybe we should start by talking a little bit about why forgiveness is important. I know you've got a fantastic quote from my brother, St. Thomas Aquinas, up your sleeve. Mm, I have, I have. Are you going to tell it? <laughs> well, there's a little, little bit of context to it. I like to uh, gazump Brother Thomas sometimes. I like to try anyway with quotes to see if he he knows them it's actually a lot easier with saint thomas aquinas because he writes so much <laughs> yeah he's written so much <laughs> he has written so much that's true 
I was thinking about forgiveness. First of all, this topic came from a saying that I heard, uh, which grinds my gears, if you like. And that is to forgive and forget as if it's like an easy thing to do. So when I'm annoyed, I normally I normally talk to like my mum or I talk to my friends. And mm. sometimes the advice is forgive and forget. And I think oh, that's really difficult to do. Mm. Yeah. And yeah. sometimes dangerous, right? I mean, like if you've been in an abusive relationship, the worst thing you can do is forget what they've done because then you could go back in and be abused again, you know? So there's a sort of balance between a sort of self-preservation where you don't just want to bring those shutters down all the time. But there are some times when you can forgive, not forget, and not put yourself back in a dangerous situation, you know? Yeah, I think forgiveness is more than just forgetting. I think mm, just the limiting forgiveness to forgetting the actions of another person really restricts, uh, reduces yeah. what forgiveness is about. I was thinking more about this. I think forgiveness is the victory of love over evil. Okay, so pretty a pretty big claim, but let me see if I can explain it a little bit more. So when when Jesus is on the cross, he says these words. He's on the cross and he says, "Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do." So Jesus cries out to his Father to forgive those who are around the cross for putting him on the cross. And I was looking into this a bit more, trying to understand what's going on here. Because he's not forgetting what they're doing. He's, well, yeah. he's calling on his father to forgive them. So I was looking into the word forgive. And it comes from the Latin perdonare. Okay, so hang in there with this. <laughs> okay, I'm hanging. I'm hanging. I've got to say, I really like that you went to that quote. Uh, you know, I was thinking about what sort of scriptural quotes I might bring in. And really bizarrely that's not one that came to my mind it's pretty good isn't it where, yeah whereas usually when i when i talk about sin and forgiveness and grace and mercy and how forgiveness makes us more humane and more better human beings in in, in many ways that's usually my go-to place yeah but i had no idea you that that's where you're going to go with this no i i approve i'm going to shut up now <laughs> okay well let's go a little bit further okay so the word forgive comes from a latin word which is perdonare and that word can be split into two so when we look at the root of the word we have per and denare so per is for and denare you can probably guess is give but it's it means to give or to gift so in forgiving someone you are gifting them or giving them something mm. and on the cross jesus is calling on his father to give to the people around him who are staring on here, staring at him at the cross, or put him on the cross to give them the gift of love, and I think this helps to unwrap then what forgiveness is. Because as Christians, as we pray in the Our Father, it's quite clear that we are to forgive others. We are to forgive and imitate God's forgiveness, and this is where your older brother comes in. So Saint Thomas Aquinas, as a fellow Dominican, he he says. Nothing so likens you to God as to forgive those who have injured you. So when God forgives, it's not just our actions. He's forgiven us as persons, as yeah. individuals. And he forgives us in order to bring us back into relationship. Yeah. And I think that helps to unlock what we are to do with forgiveness. So we're, in forgiving someone, we're to move above or beyond mm. the actions that the other person's done because because when you think about it frankly the other person is likely to hurt you in another way or maybe in the same way mm -hmm. uh, so forgiving someone recognizes the the wrong that's been done recognizes the impact but it rises above it in order to bring about the possibility of reconciliation and i think that's where love 
triumphs over evil yeah i i mean there are there are a few things actually that you've just reminded me of i think i think it's very true to say you know it's going beyond resentment beyond hurt beyond revenge into a new order of being a new way of doing things it's the order of grace right and grace what does that mean it just means free undeserved unearned unmerited gift and christ the forgiveness that christ gives on the cross is undeserved it's unmerited and also noticed at the time <laughs> the majority of people uh, and even now you know when when people do things do things wrong very often they don't seek forgiveness or they don't say sorry but there's something uh, gracious about it something that's undeserved something that's not earned something that is non-dependent on whether they're sorry or not but something that you can freely choose to give now that quote that, that you just quoted from thomas aquinas just reminded me of two quotes from scripture one in... let me let me just repeat it so nothing so likens you to god as to forgive them who have injured you yeah you become godlike right and in the of course you, you reminded me of in the new testament i think is it in one peter where it talks about becoming partakers of the divine nature basically what what that means Are you sure is it's not two peter oh two peter <laughs> very good um it becomes uh you you become like god in you know you you resemble god when you are forgiving and merciful because god is forgiving and merciful and it reminds me of the quote from the gospel of Matthew, be perfect then as your heavenly father is perfect. But that has a parallel in Luke. So in Matthew's gospel, Matthew says, be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect. In Luke, uh, Luke 6, I think it's Luke 6, 36, be merciful as your heavenly father is merciful, right? So there's a question in scripture as to whether Luke knew Matthew or used Matthew. I think that's true. I think Luke is providing us a complementary account to Matthew's account and where Matthew has be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect Luke is telling us what that perfection consists in or he's given it a, a particular flavor and that flavor is mercy and then he goes on to, to, uh, to say you know do not judge and you will not be judged do not condemn and you will not be condemned forgive and you will be forgiven but it's it's yeah I just thought that that was actually a very interesting sort of parallel there that you're going beyond resentment, you're going beyond your hurt, you're going beyond rage even or revenge and you're entering into the order of grace or the order of gift, of giftedness. It's not something that's earned or deserved on the other person but it's a free gift that you can bestow and in bestowing this gift you become uh, more perfect, you become more merciful and you're doing something that God does. You know, we spoke on a previous episode about Jesus's claims to be God, didn't we? And how Jesus forgiving sins and, and, and things. But in forgiving your your neighbor, um, you yeah, you imitate you imitate God. And it's not it's not about forgetting what the other person has has done, because, as you said, Absolutely that can be not. can be incredibly dangerous. Yeah. And it's not it's, it's also not sort of saying that um, there's no recompense that needs to be made it's also not ignoring justice right so I, I can forgive you for smashing into my car right you smash into my car i forgive you for smashing my car it doesn't mean i'm not going to ask you to pay for the damages yeah <laughs> you know i'm not it's not that i'm, I'm gonna say oh it's okay don't worry about that i'll but i'll you know sort out the 
the re uh, repair costs and everything. No, there is a sense in which justice is not always precluded. You can pr preclude what is owed if you, if if you want, you know, but it's not something that's necessary necessarily the case for forgiveness. You know, if you smash into my car, you still pay for you still pay for the damage. It doesn't mean I haven't forgiven you. And I and just to draw back again to this idea of forgiveness as a gift i think there's a recognition or i think i think there should be a recognition that forgiveness is both an event and the process so it's both a decision that you take and it's a necessary uh, decision i think if you don't if you don't decide to forgive somebody I, I, yeah, I think that's a necessary part of it. It's an event where you decide to forgive, but then you have a, a process whereby you reach a certain sort of emotional forgiveness where those negative emotions are replaced in, in many ways by positive or sort of neutral emotions over time and through work and certainly by grace. Yeah, also then going back to this sort of aspect of gift considering forgiveness under the aspect of gift think about those times when you've been forgiven right so if i think about times when i've been forgiven what effect did that have on us what effect did that have on me i knew in those times when i'd been forgiven especially when i'd done something seriously wrong i knew that i'd been given a gift that i did not deserve and this brings me into another another sort of aspect. There are those sort of small things which we might forgive people for, you know, people showing us a small discourtesy. And, you know, you might say, oh, don't worry about it, you know. But those things are really good preparation for the big things that we might have to forgive in our life, you know. And at some point in our lives, we'll all do something that's quite big that we need forgiving for. Um, and at that moment, I can promise you, you'll be demanding mercy and, <laughs> mercy and not justice. And in those moments, yeah, when if you are given that gift of forgiveness bestowed upon you by somebody else, then you recognize that you're given a gift that you did not deserve. And it lets you to move on with your life. It brings you relief. It relieves you. It heals you and it heals other other people. And so then when we forgive others, we're giving this gift to a person who's offended us, who hasn't deserved it, sometimes doesn't even recognize that they need forgiving. I think... I think as as well, you're mentioning that so the gift of forgiveness. I think in in given forgiveness, you also receive mm -hmm. forgiveness, or you're also you're able, sorry, able to receive forgiveness. Yeah. And I think a a good image of this is when Jesus is teaching the disciples to pray, and he gives them the the Our Father. And the one thing that he qualifies at the end or gives more information about at the end is forgiveness. So when he teaches in the Our Father, he explains that one line, forgiveness line, and he says, for if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. So it sounds pretty hard. So if you're not going to forgive someone else, God's not going to forgive you. But I was thinking more, more about this. How can we explain this more? How can we understand this? And I think it's actually impossible to receive God's forgiveness if you do not forgive others and that's because if we do not put out our hands to forgive others you cannot receive what God has to give us we cannot receive God's gift of forgiveness it's a good image you know it's a Peter Kreeft Peter Kreeft image <laughs> if you have a clenched fist you know you can't give or receive right whereas if you have an outstretched palm you can both give and receive with an outstretched palm 
But if you have a clenched fist, like you're going to punch somebody, then you can't give or receive anything <laughs> except a punch. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but I think that's a really important image to have in mind. What um, are the one of the other things I was thinking about is forgiveness changes other people. It has the potential to change other other people. Yeah. And there's two pretty big examples that I want to mention. The first one is St. John Paul II. Perhaps you know the story. Oh, yeah, when he got shot. Early in his papacy, he was shot by this Turkish man who is an assassin who had murdered someone before, murdered someone previously. In 1981, in St. Peter's Square, a load of people were gathered to greet the Pope. And as the Pope is going around, this Turkish assassin, assassin shoots at him. And I think he hits him with four bullets. And he also hits two other people. But anyway, he's caught. Uh, he's arrested. He's sentenced to life in prison. And Pope John Paul II, after recovering, goes to visit this man in prison. And he asks the faithful to quote him, to pray for my brother, whom I have sincerely forgiven. And this forgiveness changes this man. And I didn't realize this, but he, he later converts to Catholicism. And he then, after being released from prison, he visits the tomb of John Paul II, after John Paul II has died, to lay flowers. But I think that's that's key to understanding forgiveness. So why does God want us to forgive others? Because it changes us, brings healing to us, but also has the opportunity to change other people, which is a window into why God would forgive us in order to change us. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's an absolutely fantastic story. And, you know, when you think about John Paul II and things, what did he not do? He didn't condone this man's abusive behavior he didn't condone his unkindness he didn't deny that you know he didn't say oh actually yeah it doesn't matter that you shot me at all he didn't deny or minimize the hurt and the pain that uh, his would-be assassin had caused and felt he did say that he thought it was all within the divine providence of god because he was shot on the feast of our lady of fatima if you don't know anything about the visions at, at fatima in one of the visions the pope is shot through with arrows and things so uh maybe we can do another i, I mean i know i keep promising different episodes and things <laughs> <laughs> uh but we will i'm sure do an episode on the apparitions of our lady of fatima and things and he's he credits our lady with saving his life because one of the bullets just misses his heart and he says that the hand of our lady guided the bullet but yeah it's you know it's also not losing the ability to be angry or forgetting what happened uh, it doesn't even mean necessarily reconciling with the person who has hurt you but john paul ii of course does go out of his way to visit this man in regina chile prison uh, regina chile prison in italy in rome you know, and it didn't preclude him seeking justice. This man also went to prison. Yeah, and he served he served a long time in prison. He served a sentence. Yeah. You know, one of the other stories as well is a young lady, St. Maria Goretti. Oh, yeah. Who's a, a young Italian woman. I think this is a really good example of where forgiveness is called for from other people as well. So not just the individual who's hurt, but also those around that individual. And how it's transformational as well, how it transforms him, the fact that he was given this gift. Yeah. So just the background to the story. So St. Maria Goretti is a young woman who lives in Italy and she works on a farm with her family. And when she's still a young woman, a young farmhand, a young man who's an adult, tries to take advantage of her. She resists that. Uh, so in his rage and his anger, he stabs her. And while she's dying in hospital, she forgives this man, his name is Alessandro. 
she forgives him and she says that she wants to see him in heaven with her and then then she dies but alessandro remains unrepentant over his actions until he has a dream of maria goretti and in that dream she forgives him and in that forgiveness then his life has changed completely he's a changed man he repents of the crime he admits that he he has done that and his life is then reformed and then after serving his time in prison so he goes to prison and and, you know rightly so and after leaving prison he directly goes to ask maria's mother for her forgiveness and her reply is is very interesting because you know imagine that imagine a mother losing a daughter uh, at such a young age such horrific circumstances as well i mean awful awful really truly horrific and her reply is if my daughter can forgive him who am i to withhold forgiveness you know what an amazing thing to be able to say and maria goretti later is canonized as a saint in rome with her mother there but also her her murderer there as well which is you know pretty crazy but the point is so forgiveness can change you and it can change others around you if they'd be willing to accept that gift yeah which i suppose uh brings us quite nicely into the process of how we go about forgiveness and things right so ordinarily when we're offended we usually either feel hurt or or angry or both (laughs) or both Uh, and that will either lead you usually to either avoid the person who's hurt you or to revenge and you can either let this sort of fester and be in an uncomfortable awkward situation or you can make that decision to forgive and then that you have a sort of a, a process that you go through. So you can, the, the first thing that I think is quite important is that you acknowledge what's happened and you acknowledge that what's happened is wrong. Then you have a, a commitment, a, a commitment to forgive, right? You commit to forgive and then you relinquish in by committing to forgive, you're relinquishing any claim to uh, revenge any claim to revenge but i think there's another element that that's quite important to this is that then you try to think about these situations i think differently right what do i mean by that well i think when you forgive somebody out of love or compassion empathy i think this is the most sort of profound forgiveness sometimes i mean sometimes the way that people have wronged us is so uh so egregious that there just isn't the ability to try and see things from their perspective right if you think about really horrendous uh horrendous wrongs that people might do to us we can't see things from their perspective because there's just no way to sympathize with it there's no sort of there's no reasoning or understanding you know why somebody may have committed this i mean maybe sometimes you can you know you might say oh well they were mentally ill or or you might say that you know they've suffered some extraordinary trauma or something like that but sometimes that's also not possible right but it doesn't mean that you can't make that that choice and that that decision um to forgive even though recognizing that it's difficult right i think when we don't forgive i think really it just takes up too much of our mental space and it gives too much of our mind over to pain and hurt and anger and so when i say think differently that's what i'm talking about right i'm talking about not giving over your mental energy your mental space 
to a place of pain and resentment where you're sort of I know I use that image of sucking on a Werther's original in the last podcast, sort of sucking on that Werther's original of resentment, you know, um, because really you owe it, you owe it to yourself. You owe it to yourself to make that decision to forgive people, to begin that healing process for yourself. Part of that is also recognizing that there are some things you can't do. There are some things you can't do and some things you can't change. You can't, demand that other people treat you better. You can't demand that other people treat you better in the future. And you can't demand that your past is anything other than what it is. When people have hurt you, you can't change the past and you can't demand for things to be better in the future. So recognizing things like that is actually also important. Acknowledging what's happened, recognizing that you can't do all things and those things that you can't do aren't expected of you. But one of the things that we can do is we can make that decision. We can make that sort of, I suppose, that, that event of forgiveness. Even just saying out loud, I forgive, you know, and naming that person. You know, you, you maybe uh, it's somebody in your life from 20 years ago who uh, you will never, uh, never see again. You know, maybe it would be inappropriate to, to reach out uh, to them um, for whatever reason but even just saying that out loud I forgive them you know and it begins at that event sort of begins a process of healing which is good for your soul it's good for you physically emotionally uh, but it's also mentally but it's also good for you spiritually that being said it's not that we only do these things for ourselves as we've already spoken about you know forgiveness is a gift it's something that you give to somebody else, which, as we've spoken about, can be transformative. It's something we might even have to do often. You know, in the, in the Gospel of Luke and in the Gospel of Matthew, I can't remember if it's in Mark or not. <laughs> in the Gospel of Luke and in the Gospel of uh, Matthew, you know, how many times should I forgive my neighbor? Seven times? Uh, well, you know, in Luke it says, you know, even if they sin against you seven times a day and they come back to you you know seven times saying uh i'm sorry then you forgive them you know and we also have that other that other well-known saying you know how many times must i forgive my brother seven times and jesus says 70 times seven times so it might even be something that you have to do regularly yeah and maybe just going back to something that i said earlier about those the distinction between forgiving small things and forgiving big things it's not that the small things are not necessary because they build up the virtue. They build up the habit of forgiveness so that that way it becomes con what we what we might say is connatural to you. It becomes just a very ordinary and uh, an easier thing for you to do. Never necessarily going to take away any sense of difficulty, but it becomes easier when you're used to forgiving small things. It becomes easier to forgive those bigger things which really need forgiveness you know and if you think about where is mercy needed most where is forgiveness needed most where is healing needed most it is with those big things isn't it rather than with those with those smaller things yeah you know it, it's also a really important thing to remember that these passages in scripture and things they're not there to hurt you right god isn't trying to re-traumatize people who have been really badly hurt 
you know. But at the same time, it's true to say that this is a non-negotiable element of the gospel and it is very hard. And I think God takes those things into consideration. He takes, I think he takes into consideration those pains and those difficulties and those ungracious moments that have been shown to us and how we have been hurt also. I think it's um, also important to remember that it's just as much for your benefit as it is for theirs. And uh, I think really, you know, when you have suffered a really traumatizing pain or traumatizing part in your life, you really owe it to yourself to begin that process of healing. And again, as we said at the beginning, you know, it's not about uh, condoning bad behavior. It's, that's that's not what it is at all. Yeah, I think it can be really difficult, but there is a sense of relief in yeah. rel- like relinquishing it relinquishing to God. This, yeah. Like placing yourself go. and placing this and the the other person who's hurt you into God's hands, mm. uh, because maybe maybe even it's above above yourself to forgive. But by receiving God's forgiveness, we can forgive the the other person. Mm. Pretty full on uh, episode. Actually, another good thing maybe to say. <laughs> Just one more thing. Another good thing maybe to say is if you do really struggle to forgive somebody, pray about it. Yeah, ask God to give you the grace to be able to forgive somebody or or for a particular situation or whatever it is ask god for the grace to be able to be merciful to be like him and to forgive others brilliant so on that note let's let's draw this episode to a close he's going to cut me off before he says Ah, no more no more (laughs) okay so if you if you enjoyed the episode uh, like subscribe send us your comments all, all of the above yeah that's a really good thing i almost forgot about that yeah feel free leave something in the comment maybe make a comment section maybe some of you disagree or you've got other reflections that you want to add other things that you found helpful if you've got any useful tips maybe for helping people to forgive and to uh move on with their lives and the positive experiences that you've seen that have on yourself or on other people when you've granted forgiveness to other people feel free to uh comment below and yeah yeah don't forget to subscribe like comment and subscribe Bye. (laughs) Goodbye. God bless.